Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price off Blackmores and Swiss Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Friday, the 9th of September, and well, a bit of a somber old morning, really. It's been a, a sad couple of days, obviously, particularly with um, Willie Lossi, yesterday, Sky Sports commentator, um, legend of the game, and uh, he's done so much for rugby here and abroad, and uh, yeah, he passed away over in South Africa, so our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his extended whanau, and hopefully Willie can be um, repatriated with all his family shortly, and he gets home, we can celebrate the life of uh, Willie, Willie Lossi, so sad news yesterday, and obviously, oh, sad news this morning, Queen Elizabeth II has passed away, aged 96, 70 years, head of state, 25 years of age, she was announced as a queen and well, she's passed away this morning, as Aroha has just alluded to. So, yeah, don't really know where to start. It's been uh, a big old couple of days. And uh, just throwing a spanner into the works. The Queen 
you know, and I just read a restatement. Yes, she's a queen, but she is also a grandmother. And she's a grandmother to all her uh, grandchildren, her kids. And uh, I'm sh- no doubt they'll be hurting for sure. So, uh, boys, not the way we want to start it our Friday, but it is what it is. And uh, we've got to remember the Queen and obviously Re- Willie Lossie, what they've been able to do uh, and the impact that they've had. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's good morning, bro. Morena, morena. It's a uh, it's a, a sad day, um, but also a time to celebrate and remember um, mm. not only our great mate Willie Lossie and his passing yesterday, which is sad, sad news. Uh, when I heard that, couldn't believe it. Um, mm. Had plenty of beers with a with a big man, with a big dog, fit as fit as anything, bigger than life. Uh, just a fantastic human being and um yeah when that came through yesterday like like it always does um it's a it's a nail and nail in your heart when you hear about someone uh, especially someone was bigger bigger than life like willie passes away and then this morning with the queen passing away there is not there is no there is nothing to say you know um because mm. it, it is a sad time and and it is really hard to find the right words to say in times like these so remembrance and and celebration is always a good way to think because you think about the good things as opposed to getting tied up in the in the the sadness of mm. of people passing over so uh it had a um to wairua kinga fiturangi ite e tona tipuna keira so let them fly, let them fly up to the stars because that's where their tupun are. And uh, today we will remember them. And uh, as you said, uh, just shortly in that little statement there, uh, Izzy, life goes on and uh, mm. we need to kick back into it. So morena, bro, morena, Louis. Um, looking forward to a Friday. We've got a big Friday today. Yeah, we do have a big Friday. Um, and yeah, to echo everything you, you lads have said, and what we'll do is we'll intertwine the memories of Willie Lose and this morning because it has just happened. Queen Elizabeth II, Her Majesty's passing, will intertwine into everything we do. Lee Friedman coming on the show at about 20 to 8. Now, Lee travelled a horse up and won the King's Stand, the Group 2 at Royal Ascot mm. in 2007. Uh, I mean, the first place I went to when I saw, her par- uh, saw the news of Her Majesty's passing was her impact on racing. There is, and, mm. and, and I guess when you're 97, the obituaries have been written. Like, we don't pretend like they haven't. And I've just gone and read a few now in depth, uh, and rightly so, calling Queen Elizabeth II the most important person in the history of British racing, single handedly. Mm. Really has given so much time, uh, financial yeah. backing, and gravitas to the industry. We had um, Brendan and Joe Lindsay had been up there, have been in the same elevator as her, so Peter. Uh, Vella has was a personal friend of the Queen's has ridden in her carriage. Um, Peter Valandis was up there, was in the Queen's carriage last year, I believe, or this year. Um, her the way she has touched sport and racing is mm. quite incredible. So there are definitely parallels, and there are definitely ways to tie it in. As Liz Trust, it was sworn in and, and met the Queen only two days ago, the new British Prime Minister. So the photos of that came around and, and, you know, the Queen looked like the Queen. And now she is giving mm. a speech and um, donned her, her black as the new British Prime Minister. And two days later, 
The Queen who, for 25,783 days, reigned. Wow. Look at that one sinking. Yeah, it's a long time. 25 years of age. I was just doing um, some reading on how she got thrown into this um, situation. Obviously, her dad's brother and uh, was meant to take Ed. over the throne. And yeah, Ed. And then he went away and obviously did what he did. And then his, her dad, Albert... Uh, got thrown in and then he passed and then she was 25 years of age and she got thrown into the limelight young as ever still a spring chicken and to go through that and be through so much over 70 years of reign and just you know not so long ago we celebrated 70 years with that big jubilee um, celebration yeah the jubilee over in England and man what an occasion it was all the uh, fighter jets all the fireworks everything it was a beautiful celebration And, and to be here now but she's Hey, she'll be happy up there with Prince Ph- uh, with, with Philip and her husband who passed away 2021, age of 99 years of age. So she'll be up there smiling down. And uh, like you said, Kempi, life goes on. But what if, mate, she, everyone will be extremely proud. Everyone will be hurting today because of what she's done. And, and obviously, a lot of people will be hurting with Willie Lossa. It's been, a, it's been a sombre old couple of days, but we'll try and celebrate it throughout the morning and just... Talk about the memories, the big moments, uh, the life of, of the great Willie Lossie and, and Queen Elizabeth. Um, so we've got a big show. We're going to have a show throughout the morning. We're going to talk to Anton Leonard Brown after 7 o'clock and just see where he's at, see where he is. He loves horse racing too, so no doubt he'll have a few tips. He's been hounding me about, uh, obviously, my horse. Um, that had a trial the other day and went okay, and um, yeah, I think he wants to buy a 1% of share so he can just be a part of it. I was like, get out of here. Get out of here, Anton. Anyway, he's going to come on and, and have a chat, see where he's at with his injury. He's uh, training back with Waikato, so not too far away. A uh, big weekend of racing, like you just uh, alluded to there, Louis. You know, Lee Friedman coming on, he obviously trained Maccabi Diva. And look, I went back and watched the three straight wins of the Melbourne Cup. And wow, what a horse, what a mare. Coming from nowhere. Here's me watching on the outside of these races going, where, where is it, where is it? And it just pumps up the inside. Every time just pops out, and you're like, oh, there it is. And after, you know, a big old race, just got so much juice left in the legs and just went on to win three straight Melbourne Cups. And obviously the Maccabi Diva Stakes Group 1 this weekend. Some good horses racing in that. And uh, we'll have a chat to, to him about that for sure. And then we've got Frank Endicott after 8 o'clock. We're going to talk some NRL. We're going to talk some league. And just see where he's leading going to the playoffs. And also, he loves a wee punt. And he's got a few horses. Because last time he was on here, he led me into a couple. And I really appreciated it. So I'll be asking him <laughs> the same old question this morning. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Send us a message. Chris, the morning's already that sad, mate. I don't really want to no, go there, do I? No. And I, <laughs> and I said I'll do anything to not talk about the black caps. But I did not envision... <laughs> <laughs> her Majesty, the news coming through about Her Majesty. So, uh, I I don't know. There's, I don't even know what there is to say about the Black Caps. It was extremely underwhelming, isn't it? And we could probably yeah. just leave it there. I just let's uh, just on Willie Lossé and and actually I guess Queen Elizabeth II. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. This is your show as it is at much ours. Mm. Come through. Share your memories. Did you ever meet Willie Losse at a pub? Did you ever meet him when you know, at the racetrack or wherever he was? Um, come through. Share your experiences of the big man. And and the same goes for Her Majesty. Are you a royalist? No 
you know, if you are, come through, let's have a chat, talk about her impact and, and what she's done in, in around racing or just in general in life, come through and, and share your memories. Kempi, when I started at uh, Newstalks and Radio Sport, it was just when Willie had just part- moved on and the legend of Willie Lawse around those parts. <laughs> the, the stories Goran and, and Darcy and the guys would tell about Willie and just his larger-than-life personality and his Lawse-isms, um, uh, the, the famous one uh, about Boca Juniors. Oh, they've lost to Boca Juniors. It's not even their senior team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like incredible, <laughs> incredible stories. And the great man just always used to laugh at himself as much as anyone, you know? And that's the humility of the of the man. Want to you know? Like he had one of those faces that you always just wanted to pick up and squeeze because it was, you know, big juju lips and you know just crunchy all the time. And I remember when I first came back, I was coaching the Warriors. Me and him actually, I think, came back to New Zealand relatively around the same time, and we bumped into each other uh, on a number of occasions. You know, I, I mean, I didn't really know Willie Lose because I'd been away for fourteen years and. He'd been playing up in Japan and, and all over Europe and all that sort of stuff, and he'd come home too. So I remember looking at this big, handsome dude in a – I think it, I think it was um, – White tux. <laughs> yeah, like I think it might have been Lime Bar one night. We were just we were standing, standing there having a beer, and you know, he walks in. He's six foot four, six foot five, as handsome as anything. And I'm going, man, this dude, he's handsome. Look at him, old mm. handsome, walking in here and you know, turned a few heads. Old Willie, as he did. And anyway, got talking. Me and him just got talking. We ended up talking for hours about our careers and what was what we're doing. And he was going into radio and commentary and all that sort of stuff. And over the years, spent spent uh, many times basically in the same situation. It was normally in a bar, and Willie had Willie had waltzed in, and we ended up talking sport. And um, yeah, so. <laughs> He's a, he's a good man, he's a funny man, and like you said, Louis, just the humility of the man. He he's one man that could laugh at himself because he didn't take everything too serious. You know what I mean? So, oh look, we've all we've all got that 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 in us, and we so we get that that Boca Juniors. Yeah, that's a that's, big man, that's eh, a great one. Big man. Oh, he's yeah. a big man. You can pitch man. him. You can pick him from a mile away. You know, I'll be because uh, I work with Sky Sport. I never got to work with Willie. Um, but just obviously seeing him, and, and you just spot him from a mile away, mate. Just a big man, and he's in good nick. He good was in nick. great nick. He always go in the gym. He's always the best. Les Mills legend, Bruno. Les Mills legend, mate. Loves his, <laughs> loves his little um, little Sue. He's really dapper. But his biggest thing, his biggest thing about Willie was his smile. He had a big old smile on him, and he always smiled. He's always funny. He's always happy. I always remember him. I played um, uh, when, we were, when you when you missed out on New Zealand Sevens to play in Hong Kong. You went and played the Hong Kong Tens, and he took the Aliens over there. And I was playing for another team, the Metro team, and uh, he had this Aliens team, and and he's over there, man. He was just running a clinic over in Hong Kong, just <laughs> funny as ever. Recruiting left, right, and centre to get his Aliens team up to up to winning standard, and mate, oh, he's going to be sorely missed, sorely missed. And and obviously, people will remember him for his rugby, but Ed will remember him for uh, uh, some sort of memorial imprint he's left on on Ed's. Um, Memory. Ed, you're on the line, mate. Morning. Morning, the brothers here. Aroha to the fire note. Um, yeah, bro, we played Māori comps, and I always remember because I was going, bro, he's Thomas. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was 1988. Yeah, yeah, yeah they going, still have the same problem, bro. <laughs> oh, so funny, man. But, you know, Aroha, brothers. And, um, yeah, uh, God bless the Queen, too. Yeah. 
that's the only one you know I've grown up with, uh, Queen Elizabeth. Wow. Uh, mm. All of us, really, Ed, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy, eh, Kempi? Like, well, you were up in the UK, you must, when you were up in the UK, so how long, when, was that 20, 30 years ago? No, 20, 25? 25, yeah, getting on 27 years ago. So she, at that stage, is, you know, <laughs> you know, late 60s, in her 70s. And in she's, her prime. In her, and absolute revered. Prime. Yeah, absolute prime, and, and, you know, Diana was around then too, so... Um, it's a different country, uh, a different uh, perspective when you're actually in that country with the royal family. Because you watch today, it'll just it'll be absolutely crazy up there. You know the amount of people that mm. will go and park themselves outside Buckingham Palace um, because of the passing for days, and then leading into, I guess the 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 wake of of the Queen is something. You know we we'd we'd never see anything like it in our lifetime. Um, but yeah, no, it's. To, to live that long in the monarchy and to be at the head, oh, mate, what a wicket, you know? What a wicket. And I've, I've watched that. I don't know if you've watched that um, that Netflix series of, of the Queen and this, they tell the story of the Queen. The it's, Crown? The Crown. It's, yeah. It's really interesting, you know? Um, so, yeah, look, sad day today. Sad day for, for everybody Um Mm. Around the the passing of the Queen and the passing yesterday of Willie and and you know one thing that it does do it just it rekindles a lot of memories of people people gone before you that you that you think about and uh, yeah. that's that's you know I like to take that and, and spend my time thinking about those those dear um, departed. Oh, I think about Netflix is going to blow up, Kim, because now everyone's going to yeah. go watch that. I watched a, um, a, a, sh- a film the other day, actually, on Queen Elizabeth when she was a young girl and she was going through it. Well, it had nothing really about the rules, but it was just about her life. And uh, I think it was um, Princess Anne. Was she like the the Joker one, the, the trouble one that would just sneak out yeah. and just go against... Her sister. Yeah, yeah, I watched, yeah, sister. Yeah, I watched that, man. It was quite an interesting watch and just kind of get them an understanding. So... No doubt Netflix is going to grow up. The All Blacks went and, um, went and met the Queen years ago. It was just before my time, so I never got the opportunity to, to head over to meet the Queen. But I met Prince William um, and the crew. But uh, you're right, Kempi, when you're over in, in the UK, you're in London, and you, you, you're walking around Buckingham Palace, you just really... You can understand why people really buy into the rules and, and what they're about, mate. They've just got so much mana and history behind them. Like, I'm reading up on the Balmoral Castle. 1300s it was built <laughs> back in the day mate I'm going wow thousands of years, old. Just thousands yeah. of years old mate it's crazy <laughs> yeah I think Ruben Wicky led a, led a hucker up there for the Queen in 2006 if my memory mm. serves me right um, which was pretty you know all the boys were sure that go well man you know like Rubes is up there he's got the Queen you know that all of a sudden he breaks out the, breaks out the hucker for the Queen so um, everyone, you know, especially the sports people that have been up there and had a chance to mix with the Royals, will have a story about about it. And and you know, that's again, that's the stuff that will be probably rekindled over the next few days, especially talking a, talking about I've it. I've got a feeling pity did something. I've got a feeling pity did something that <laughs> you shouldn't do. So maybe I'll flick on a message and see what he did. Yeah. I've got a feeling he did something. Do that, is he? Um, we're going to catch up with Harry Simeo. Our man up in the UK. I, I've sent Harry a message, and, and he's probably been our most consistent voice out of uh, England since we started this show. 
and it'll be good to catch up with Harry and just see how the nation's feeling. Um, he's got an Arsenal game going on at the moment, so he's he's probably double stressed because that's what seems to happen when he has an Arsenal game on. But <laughs> just how's this? And we'll we'll get back to your messages on the other side. But looking at the Queen's relationship with horse racing throughout the years and talking about the history, is he? Her grandfather, King George V, the fifth, won the Derby with Persimmon in 1893 and the Diamond Jubilee in the in 1900 as the Prince of Wales. Then her father, King George VI, enjoyed the success with Big Game in the 2000 Guineas of 1942 and Sun Chariot, who won the Phillies Triple Crown, the 1000 Guineas, the Oaks and St. Ledger in the same season. And in The Crown, the the Netflix show you're talking about, you see her affinity for horse racing and you see her relationship Mm. um, with Fred Fred Darling's Beckingham Stables um, pop up. And she kind of went on from there and fell in love with the great game. And seriously, right until this year at Royal Ascot, every year would be there supporting the industry. Um, It's quite, quite incredible that she had done so much for one industry and, and the most important person in British horse racing that they're talking about there. Um, Prince Mar- Princess Margaret, you're right, Charlie, that's right. 22 minutes past six, here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day, mourning the loss of Willie Lossay and Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Your message is here on double eight double three. remembering them both after this on SCNZ. 27 minutes past six o'clock this morning, uh, some messages coming through on double eight double three. Morning, boys. Gee, I was going to have a rant about our cricketers, but it's been all put in perspective. Not, I'm not saying nothing about yesterday's passing of Willie and today passing of Her Majesty the Queen, double whammy, R.I.P. Mark. I remember the days of radio sport when it first started in the sports talk, listening to Willie Lowe say it's a very sad day. Michael, I agree. Good morning, boys. It's a sad day with the loss of the Queen, Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. And Willie, I remember him talking about the three Ds. It stood for Dackle, Dackle, Dackle. (laughs) Great commentator. (laughs) Dave and Karaka. Dackle, dackle, dackle. <laughs> That's one of the great ones, mate. You're making me giggle now. Oh, he's come out with some. some cool. He's also left a little multi, and we're going to we're gonna talk some league uh, later on in the, in the show because uh, we are here, the finals. Who who won last night, Kempi? I didn't see that result. Tonight. Oh, tonight. tonight. Penrith. Yeah, tonight starts Penrith, the Parramatta. Ooh, yep. Then it yes, boy. Heads into, heads into the weekend. So Penrith, Para tonight. Then tomorrow, Storm Raiders, uh, Sharks, Cowboys. And then Sunday, the local derby, Rabbits, Roosters. Ooh. She's all on. She's all on. She's Mate, all, tonight's the one. All. Sold out. Sold out. Mm. The only problem with it, you only got twenty two thousand people fitting to Penrith, mate. They would have fit another fifty fifty thousand out west if they if they'd taken it to the Olympic Stadium just down the road from Parramatta. So um that's that's the way it is. I reckon the I reckon the NRL revisit the the home strategy, the playing at home mm. strategy. Cause it's such a such a loss for fans this time of the year when you've got the ideal first week of semi finals. Like it's ideal. They would have they wouldn't they couldn't have picked it any better. And uh, unfortunately, all the grounds can't hold the people. You know, I'm going to come back crowds. and chat to you about that that game tonight because that's probably, that, that and the Roosters a Sunday is the game of the round tonight. The Eels, man, they are flying under that radar. You think? Look, we'll come back, but I, I reckon yeah, they might be able to surprise Penrith. Cleary coming back. 
that hasn't been out there for a while, been under a bit of pressure, so can you get it job done? Taylor May, obviously what's going on off the field, drama galore. So everyone's firing up about that situation there, Ken. People get your reaction after uh, the news with uh, Aroha coming up. Choices floor and pole, big one from Louis. Like I can have a look there, yeah, beautiful. We'll come back and get into that. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven away from seven a.m. this morning. SCNZ is in Kempe for breakfast. Uh, some news sports headlines before we keep rolling on. Talk a bit more rugby league. Bunnings Trade Helping Business is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because, again, helping business is the trade. Now, yesterday at the US Open, we had one of the all-time great matches. I was watching it until, oh, it was nearly 7 p.m. New Zealand time. Um and Alcaraz has, well, he's gone on, not just gone on, he's gone on in an unbelievable fashion getting past Jan Sinner in a game that took 5 hours and 20-odd minutes, the second longest hit match in history at the US Open. Meanwhile, France's TFO, well, he was straight sets against Rublev. They both loved it just as much. So today we've got... Swatek and Sabalinka at quarter past 12 and Garcia and Jabir at 11 and that's in the women's singles in the men's singles we have got Karen Kashinov up against Rude and then tomorrow morning we've got Alcaraz versus TFO in the first semi, uh, second semi-final so that's what's happening in the US Open yes across the ditch last night our black caps were absolutely tailed up all out for 82 I don't really want to talk about it I don't know if you want to talk about it Izzy or Kempe it was they look, got smashed it was looking pretty good for a wee while <laughs> they got smashed they, mate they, yeah they just looked um, look we, we, we let the tail wag again Starkey coming in and just adding probably 40 runs more than they deserved. And that just, you know, gave put the ball back in, in Australia's court. Then you come out, and we just looked a little bit rattled. Um, Guptal just fishing at a wide one. I could just picture my dad going, fisherman, Guppy. <laughs> just, going, just fishing at a, at a wide one there, Guppy. And then we just looked a little bit rattled with, with Conway and Williamson. Should have got run out. Williamson should have been run out for a duck, and they just didn't seem to get any flow on. And then, well, the rest is history. We got rolled for 80. So, mate, there is something. There's a message coming in. We're just getting bullied. I don't know what it is. Like, even just listening to the commentators, Mark War and, and, and Ian Stockley Smith doing a great job over there just talking about it. There's just something about Australia in Australia that's in our heads. Yeah, you know, even Smithy, when we had them for 150, he was knocking ahead of himself. He was like, they were like, you got this one, you got this one. He's like, um, look, I'd love to, but we just can't seem to get it done over in Australia. Mm. And it's just hit us, it, it's come back to bite us again there, Kempi Louie. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We, we set the foundation. Like, was it that much of a difficult 
Batting, batting wicket, like Mark Wall was talking about, it, it should be really getting 280, 260 on, on that pitch. And obviously Australia and, wow, Finchy, another wee quacker. Wow, he is under some pressure. He is under some heat. Will they make the change there, Louis? Obviously getting the result, or, or can, will they make the change? They'll give him one more. It doesn't matter. The result's less so. It's, he needs runs. They'll, they've given him the series, oh. from what we understand, mm. so he needs runs. He's got one more ODI to get him the runs. Hey, on Kane Williamson and the Black Cats batting performance. Too soft in terms of our dismissals with the bat. You know, we did need to try and weather the storm a bit. It was going to be a challenge, but if you could try and stick together, there wasn't a lot of scoreboard pressure. So you just try and reverse that momentum later on in the game and, and get through those tough spells. Exactly. So no scoreboard pressure. So it was soft. And the dismissals were soft. Chipping them to batsmen, fishing. Um, Devin Conway falling into a trap of Sean Abbott coming around the wicket, bowling at him, flicking that one off. I mean, it's just soft. It's stupid. Oh, listen, mm. uh, there's also a, a message from Kane when he basically said we knew that the pitch was going to be tough to bat on. Um, it just gets me wondering whether or not they were thinking about that before they actually went out there um, and got to that, that second game. Because it, it actually looked like they were making it difficult for themselves. I, I thought they had the thing wrap, wrapped up after the other night. They're going to go on and win that one. But yeah, look, I, look, I think the the um, the Australia New Zealand rivalry is he. What it got me thinking about straight away was I wonder I wonder if Dave Rennie sort of has the cricket boys come in or go, goes and gets one of them and says, you know, this is what we do when we play the, the Kiwis because they have so much success when they're playing in, playing in Australia and, and whether or not he uses it as motivation because I do know that a number of those football teams do that. They bring in, bring in other, other teams to see where their mindset's at. Um, and maybe mm. it's, it is just that mindset thing. Maybe we do need to just stop being bullied like the text is saying. Yes, um, hopefully Dave Reddy's not doing that, Kempe. We don't want that, that nightmare in, in a few days, do we? We can't handle that. And Remember, next Thursday, the Wallabies are taking on, and oh, man, we don't want that. We don't want that for sure. No, we don't. That's the one thing we desperately do not want. 22 minutes away from 7, 0800 150 That's the name. That's the number. The name of the game is Quizzy Dag. Come right through. Play Quizzy Dag. We're going to catch up with Harry Simeo hopefully before the end of the hour as well. So come right through and play Quizzy Dag for a $50 TB bonus bet. Mourning the loss of Willie Lawsay this morning and, of course, Queen Elizabeth II. You've heard that in Aroha's news. Yeah, a little bit of significant news this morning, it's fair to say. We'll be back after this. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzy that complain 0800 150 811 Now give us a call Yeah, let's rip straight into it and head to Tony to see if he can become back-to-back champions for Quizzy Dag. Tony from Auckland, Morena. Morena, boy. I don't know about back-to-back, but yeah, we'll go for it. <laughs> 
Give it a go, eh? Here we go. Sonny Bill Williams has just now announced his new fight. Who will he be fighting? Who will he fighting? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't follow Sonny Bill. Um, <laughs> who will he fighting? <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say, um... <laughs> Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey! Better luck to next Monday, the uh, Tony brother. Have a good day. Kimpy's just smiling away. He's got one back on your tones. Anyway, have a good day, brother. Appreciate it. Damon from Palmy. Morning. Morning, boys. Uh, is it oh. Mark Hunt? Mark Hunt is correct. Well done. It's going to be a doozy. Here we go. Question number two. Australian bowler Adam Zampa. Dismantled the Kiwi batting order with how many wickets? Five. Five is correct. Question number three. Who was awarded the Clive Churchill Medal in the 2021 NRL Grand Final? Uh, Nathan Cleary. Cleary is correct. UFC legend Tony Ferguson is taking on the Leech in the co main event on Sunday. What is Tony Ferguson's national nationality? Ooh, could I have a clue, please? If he was a superhero, he'd be called a captain. America. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. Yes, that is. <laughs> oh, you're on a roll, son. Question number five. Who was the first ever All Blacks captain in 1905? Tasked with leading the oh. originals. Ah, oh, Jeepers, he was a war hero too. Um, Count them down. Five. Yeah. Four. Three. Nah, I can't get the oh. Sorry. Oh, he was there. He was in the back of your mind. Should have saved your clue. We're, yeah, should have saved the clue. We're going to go to Brent from Hamilton. Morning, Brent. Catching sleep. Dave Gallagher. Oh. Just like that. Sorry, Brent. <laughs> Was it Dave Gallagher? Yes. Well done. Well done, my friend. You are our oh, winner. $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way. What have you got for us, mate? You got a wee lead in for this weekend, eh? Hey, give it to Daggy. Oh. Yeah, we got Waikato, Auckland, which is my big game tonight. Um, yep, yep. I met the Queen back in '81. But now it, uh, I was going to Melbourne High School in Hamilton, and they opened up our mm-hmm. uh, swimming pools in Hamilton at Tarapa Pools. So I suppose you don't know. Did you? So you, you met the Queen, mate? How? What? Awesome. Oh well, it wasn't like um, no, I didn't meet her like in person, but I was with, with was my here. school when we. Yeah, she was um, shook up, shook our hands. She went past. She went past our school. Although well, there's lots of schools there because they opened them. It was called the, I think it, no, not the municipal pools. Tarapa pools. It's called Waterworld now. It's by Tarapa Racecourse. You probably would know where it is. I'm not sure if you've been to Hamilton, but um, yeah, we was there. I was young and met her and kind of not really followed her. You know, as I do like at rugby, but. Watched them on and off over the years. Pretty lovely people. I remember watching um, her horse win and Ryan Moore rode it. He's a champion jockey. Eh? Yeah, he's a champion jockey, Brenton. And, and look, it's going to be. I love that story, mate. And double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. 
she's come out here a number of times. Have you been lucky enough to be in her presence? And have you got any memories of backing one of the Queen's horses, those famous colours? We've seen them in action quite a bit. Lee Friedman to talk a bit of racing a little bit later on with uh, regarding Her Majesty. And after this, Harry Simeo out of the UK to see how the nation is, will, is reacting over there. Uh, it is 11 away from 7. We'll catch up with our pal Harry soon. This morning, waking up to the very sad news of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's passing up in uh, her home, Balmoral. We're going to head up to the UK now just to get the lay of the land and a sense of the occasion. Harry Simeo has been our most consistent English and voice from the United Kingdom since we've been on air. And Harry, I can only imagine that the uh, country and the UK mourns together this evening. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Really sad news. Uh, the Queen, incredibly well respected by people, even though sort of over the years, the kind of, I don't want to say the power, but the, the appeal of the monarchy has probably faded quite a bit. It's always been something that we've always said that, you know, tourists love. But the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth II herself was obviously somebody very uh, close to the hearts of, you know, the British public. She's been uh, around through some really testing times, you know, the pandemic recently, but also the Second World War and various other things as well. So, you know, she's a, a real pillar of, of Britain and what it means. And and, and she is, you know, the, the example always did everything with uh, dignity, even when, you know, there was at times scandal around the royal family. She always managed to keep her head held high and, and she was always a really great example. And there's been an outpouring of emotion this afternoon, as you can understand. Um, there were rumours this afternoon that it was the case that she had passed away. Uh, there was a few things that started happening with regards to, you know, clues. The BBC kind of uh, went silent and, and stopped their programming for a little bit, and so did some of the other broadcasters. And you really got the feeling that the announcement was coming. And then at 6.30 this evening, UK time, uh, the announcement was made, and there's already thousands of people outside of Buckingham Palace, sort of gathering, even in the rain, uh, to pay their respects. Hey, uh, Haz, mate, appreciate you coming on uh, on the show. Look, uh, 70 years of reign, she got thrown into the limelight at such a young age, 25 years of, of age. Mate, what, what, for you, what would be her most many moments over her, her reign that she's done some amazing things? But for you, what's the one that really stands out for Queen Elizabeth? For me, it's probably some more of the light-hearted moments. I think when you're in that kind of role, when you're in that kind of service role, and you know everything you do is under such incredible scrutiny. I think for me, the things that stand out were those just those little moments where she got to show her character and kind of the fact that she is just a normal person um, and, and not just you know, not some superhuman because she's a monarch. Um, so those were the, the bits that I sort of really enjoyed and. You know, she always made it clear that she was a big fan of sport and in particular horse racing, um, was a football fan as well and, and was an Arsenal supporter, she once said as well, uh, which for me <laughs> put a smile on my face. I know oh, it's not, poor lady. <laughs> I know it's not, I know it's not a big thing, but what I mean is those little lighthearted moments where you got to see the human side of her, yeah. I think were, were incredible and I think that's what a lot of people will remember. Yeah, well said, Harry, and she and she never neglected her role and her duty. She always put that first, didn't she, as well as being, a, a, seemed like a really good character. Uh, look, mate, appreciate you coming on and just giving us the lay of the land, and we see the footage here. It's all over our TV as well, people surrounded Buckingham Palace. Did Arsenal get that win this morning? They did. They did. They won by two goals to one. Um, and it was a bit of a, a strange game because, obviously, as I say, the news broke in the middle of the game. Now, Arsenal were away from home. 
Uh, they were playing their game in Switzerland, and uh, credit to our uh, Swiss counterparts because uh, they put on a period of silence after the halftime break oh, wow. uh, in honour of the Queen as well, which was nice. So, um, yeah, Arsenal got their victory, uh, unlike uh, unlike Liverpool last night. <laughs> Yes, very good, Harry. Harry Simeo, uh, uh, voice from the UK, from Britain. Good to catch up with you, mate. And uh, Cheers, we'll, we'll leave it there. You're a champion, Harry. See ya. Cheers, guys. Now, interestingly, I, I caught up with Baz Kempi and Izzy. Um, I just sent him a message before the show and said, man, this is crazy. Did you ever meet her? He said, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting Her Majesty. But they had the first day of their test against South Africa washed out. And it will be really interesting to see if they go on and play that test match because you can't quite you can't underassume how big this is going to be around the world, Kempi. You're dead right. I'd, look, I wouldn't have a clue what the protocol would be, but um, it's a, it's definitely a world event and probably the biggest one that we'll see for a while. So, yeah, I, I guess out of out of respect, you you mm. probably wouldn't do anything that on the day that um, of remembrance. Big few days, big few days, Kempi, for sure. Um, celebrating the life of Queen Elizabeth II and also our very own here, Willie Lossay. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening over there with the Test match. But coming up, we're going to talk to Anton Lennart-Brown. Anton Lennart-Brown is coming back from a big shoulder injury. See how he's going to go. He's going to probably don the Waikato jersey, so Brent from Hamilton will be up about that one. And he loves a bit of horse racing as well. So we'll chat to him at NRL, Kempi. I said you're going to chew his ears off about NRL in the playoffs. Where are we going? Coming up, here's Aroa with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Friday, the 9th of September, and it's just after 7 o'clock. Welcome into the show. We've been reflecting all morning on Queen Elizabeth II. She has passed away age 96, and our very own Willie Lossay. Rest in peace. Barno. Oh, sad day. Sad, sad day for sure, but we're going to keep the... Spirits high, and we're going to keep going on because we've got a big show coming up. We're going to talk to Anton Leonard Brown shortly, followed by Maccabi Diva. Three straight Melbourne Cup wins, and I watched them this morning. And wow, what a mare! What a horse! Lee Friedman is the trainer who trained Maccabi Diva, so we'll have a chat to him shortly. And uh, obviously, the Maccabi Diva Group One stakes this weekend with some big horses. Iron Thunderstruck going to win that one, Louis. It'll go close. Good horse, Daggy. Oh, ah, good horse. Maunga's in that race too. Well, Anton, whatever he backs, we'll probably stop it. But before we get to him, 
Um, we're going to talk. Anthony Joshua has accepted Tyson Fury's 60 40 split to fight this oh, December 17. Wow, that'll be. Wow, fight of the UK, mate. How good would that be? See if Anthony Joshua. It's a tough fight. If he loses that three straight, oh, that might be the end of Anthony Joshua. Wow, he'll take a lot to get back to the heights that he was able to be. Uh, not so long ago, but right now we're going to talk some rugby and we're going to talk to Anton Leonard-Brown. He has been recovering from shoulder surgery. He's back running around, donning, probably going to don the Waikato jersey very, very shortly. He's an avid racehorse, tragic, loves the game, loves it, hounded me all yesterday, and he loves a bit of NRL. So we're going to talk all things sport with the one and only Anton Leonard-Brown. Morena, Anton. Morena, Dagger. How are you, Deggie? Oh, I'm good, Anton. Very, very good now, mate, that you've come on the show, and we appreciate your time, mate. Uh, how are you? How's, how's the shoulder? Are you, are you back getting those shoulders through some contact yet? Yeah, yeah. No, I've been um, into some contact over the last month, just slowly progressing. I guess the, the big thing is getting confidence back into it. So just pretty much having the mind know that you know, you protected it for so long that it's all good to start hitting people again. And um, Cordell, Liam Messon's been helping me out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a pretty tough guy. So um, you you got to go hard when you're training with Cordell. Hey, Anton, it's Kimpy, mate. How, do you, how did you f- does the body feel, like, uh, getting back into it? You know, there's obviously a little bit of change there, but how do you, how do you generally feel? No, you feel good, I guess, um, you know, you're not only, you know, protecting the shoulder or giving the shoulder a rest to, in, in time to recover, the rest of the body is also recovering too. Um, so, yeah, I started pro footy when I was 18 and I sort of have been spoken about over this period that, you know, I sort of had nine years of, of pro rugby without any major injuries. So when you're in that cycle, your body doesn't get a lot of time to rest. So this year, last five and a half months has been, has been good and yeah, I feel like a horse that's had a six month spell and I'm fresh up ready to go. Good Ooh, how does Anton go fresh? How does Anton go fresh? Does he come out flying or does he just ease his way in? Ease his way in. We're gonna okay, see that shortly, okay. mate. Look, when's What's that? You go. Oh no. oh, I was just gonna say, Dag, I'll tell you what, I'm in better nick than you are. <laughs> oh, only just. Let's be honest. Only just, mate. Come on, I've seen uh, your performance. Skinny's a good mate. Can't, can't pinch me last week, mate. I'm good, Nick, mate. Fifty-eight. Oh, yeah? Fifty-eight. <laughs> 58, yeah. mate. I was 40 something, but anyway, that's all right. Hey, um, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> Oi, I want to ask you when is the return to play date? When is the return to play date? Well, have you got a, a, something scribbled in where yeah. we can look forward to seeing you out there? We've been, we've been aiming for 2nd of October, uh, mm. which is the last round of MPC for Waikato versus Bay of Plenty, but we're going to be sort of flexible. Um, I might miss that date and then hopefully mm. all going well. Waikato's in the quarters and, and they'll give me a run there. So, yeah, it was sort of aiming for the 2nd of October, but it's got to be a little bit flexible. Hey, Anton. Sorry, sorry. Is he, Anton, just one thing I wanted to follow up. Like Me and Louie came and watched uh, watched your talk at the, the New Zealand Rugby um, 
sort of conference that they had when they were talking more transparent, making it easy to access and all that sort of stuff. And you stood up and talked a little bit about um, well-being and, and mental health. What, what, what's your take currently? We, we've been talking about it this week on online bullying. What's your, what's your current take on it and how do you think we can um, support just sort of stopping that type of behaviour? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one. You know, social media has has given you know the world so much accessibility, and, and we need it. But at the same time, there's a dark side to it. And like you said, the online bullying. Um, yeah, I, I guess you know I've reflected on this, and I just think that social media sites need to start regulating you know these these sort of comments and. I think, you know, it's so easy to sit behind a keyboard and, and write something, um, as, as people do, but, you know, there's, there's to start being consequences for it. You know, you, a lot of people wouldn't say the things they say on, on online. Um, they wouldn't say that to people in real life, so, you know, but, yeah, then I think, you know, you need to be start being punished for, for what you say online and, and taking responsibility for it because at the moment, you can say anything and, and get away with it. Yeah, it's been it's been a challenging time, no doubt, mate. And uh, seeing a couple of your mates going through some some tough old patches for yourself would have been uh, hard as well, mate. But just quickly, I just want to talk to you about your injury. So your injury, you obviously, like you said, you've been grinding away for nine years. You haven't had time away. So have you? What's this time been been like for you? Been able to reflect? Have you been working on on life outside of rugby? You know, we've got Kendra Cox, who's one of the greatest to to play the game, is going to retire from Farrah Palmer. She's going to go to World Cup, and then she's she's going to retire. And I think the biggest challenge is is what next? You know, what next? So for you, was this that time about preparing for what next for for yourself, Antonina Brown? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess you know it gave me a lot of time on my hands and you know I wanted to grow as a person and, and challenge myself and um, I'm massive on vulnerability and, and for me you know being vulnerable is making yourself feel uncomfortable so um, I was lucky enough I did some I've been doing some coaching with Waikato um, coaching their back so that, that's that been a challenge um, did a bit of sky work um, i not the not a massive fan of, of speaking in front of the camera so I wanted to Wanted to challenge myself there, and then you did well, man. Um, yeah, I guess we've got Grins. We'll plug uh, Grins again, doing a bit of work there, um, <laughs> and, and that space. So you know, I've been I've been kept busy, but yeah, I've I've definitely been conscious about you know thinking about after rugby and and how I can what what I potentially might do, and um, at the same time just trying to grow as a person. Hey Anton, just uh, just on that, you know, like I remember when you're sitting on the sideline and you're not actually not part of the test, the test matches, and you're you're sitting there going, man, if only they did that. What what was going through your mind on a couple of those losses that the All Blacks were going through that you thought if we could only complete this or we could only do this, it would make our team better? Did you have that thought? I can always trust trust a question like this from you, Kimpy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, I, I, look. At the end of the day, um, I think it's the easiest place to be uh, is not not be there, like to sit on the sidelines and, and make judgments. Because um, I know how hard it is to actually execute in the game. Um, so, I mean, 
you know, I, I obviously like we all we all have opinions and stuff like that, but um, you know, through that tough period, all I wanted to do was just throw throw my weight behind them and, and support them. Um, and you know, I, I because I understand you know how hard it is to or the how hard the expectations are to live up to for all blacks. You know, I, my judgments weren't the same as as what the public were because. I think once you're once you're a part of it, once you understand it, you'll, you'll never judge the same because because I guess you can sympathise through the tough times with them. Yeah, mate, for sure, for sure. Um, hey, uh, Anton, mate, just quickly, we're going over to the Bledisloe. We're going over to play Australia. You made your debut in Wellington. I played that game in the Bledisloe Cup, mate. Tell us about that moment and and why this trophy is so revered. In New Zealand rugby and just that that competitive nature. When we play the Aussies, we touched on it yesterday. Who was the most? Who do you hate losing to? My first one was England, then it was Australia. So there's that love hate for us Kiwis with the Aussies, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's just that rivalry. You sort of know that you know from as as long as I can remember. I, I know I've known that you know that our mates across the ditch are, are rivals and. Um, yeah, I mean, we've sort of, you know, had had the better life for a long time now. But I mean, every time you play for it, um, we know that we're gonna sort of bet our best, and um, that it's it's going to be a tough one. Um, and like you said, I was lucky enough in, in my first test for the AVs to to play for the better low, and we ended up winning it um, with you, Daggy mate, on the wing. Um, but yeah, it's just, I guess, it just means so much to us. I think. You know, we talk about it being the most important cup we won outside the World Cup. So um, I think that sort of, you know, tells you how much it means to, to the AVs. Yeah, two tries. Two tries that game. But uh, we'll move on. Um, just quickly. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> jakey, jakey. Oi, horse racing. You've got four horses. We, we, uh, where are you at with, your, with, your, with your stable, mate? Where are your horses at at the moment? You sent me a message, yeah. Insatiable, whatever you've named it. What's going on in your barn? Yeah, no, Insatiable, unfortunately, um, had, to, had to go to the water walker, nothing major, but um, that, that slowed his prep down a little bit. Uh, but hoping to, to be back in October... Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited to to see him run. Um, so and then yeah, the other couple are, are just just two year olds, and and they're just biding their time for now. But yeah, hopefully in the spring, uh, yeah, come summertime, we'll have some horses on track. Anton, Imperatriz, just wins. What do you reckon? Uh yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was actually at Trapper. For the Foxbridge Plate and um, declare, you know, come on, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Surely, <laughs> the trial is pretty impressive. What do you like? What do you what, what do you like down in uh, Hawke's Bay this weekend, mate? Do you, have you picked one out there? You go, man. No one else knows up. about it because you always have one. No, I, I don't. It's uh, what's the day today? It's Friday. I should have one by now. Um, <laughs> nah. Nah, sorry, I don't. But um, yeah, Imperators. Oh. I'm actually, I'm actually um, excited to see Lark Creek versus Imperators. I think it's going to be a pretty, a pretty, pretty good race. Here's a here's a horse to follow for the future. Big rangy Cox Plate type. 
Stallion Prospect, Wallace Stable. Yeah. So you think Colt? Oh. Pungo. <laughs> Pungo. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a good um, Wednesday racer, Heavy Tino. <laughs> Don't, mate. Well, you've been hounding me. Anton was hounding me into it. Get into me, you said. I was like, you just want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, we're super excited. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, Kempi wants to ask you about the playoffs. I know you're a, you're a real leaguey follower, mate. Who are you leading towards the playoffs? Who, who's going to get the job done? Oh, I reckon. And. I think the Chookies, eh? Uh, roosters are looking are looking pretty sharp. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a particular team. I've, I've loved the. I'm bit of, I've got to say, a bit of a bandwagon follower, but I've enjoyed the way the Panthers have played over over the last couple of years. Obviously, um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty good comp. And then you look at a team like the Rabbitohs. You know, you got Latrell Mitt. Um, carving it up, so no, it's it's going to be a good final series, and I can't wait to to sit on the couch and indulge in it. Yeah, well, we got we got one we got one texter that's real happy that you've put the uh, hoodoo on the chooks. I'll probably get knocked out on Sunday, Anton, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good no, Joey, no Joey Manu, no chance. Uh, that's all I'll say. But uh, mate, thanks for coming on yeah. to, this morning on SNZ and joining Izzy and myself and Louis to have a chat all things rugby, mate. Glad to hear you on your way back. Can't wait to see you back in the black jersey. Uh, Probably uh, Izzy needs you back in the White Castle jersey because he's getting towed up in the NPC Championship. Me and him are having too, so it's not going too well for the dagger. <laughs> nah, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers brother. brother. Thanks, Anton. Mate, Kimpy, I actually think we're evened it up. The legend, Louis. Come on, give us a little update. Where are we with that? I'm just yeah, going to say. Yeah. I'm just going to say. NPC. You can't be phoning yeah. Louis offline and saying, "Mate, just throw a couple extra points on, okay?" Just throw because I'm keeping my own <laughs> no, tally no, as well. Was there a game last night? I... No, not last night. Wednesday. No, there wasn't. There was a game Wednesday. Yeah, no. is he? You would so Wednesday they would have got four points, which means you are about twenty odd behind. Ah, uh, no, close the gap actually, closer to sixteen, I think. So yeah, chomping it. You're, you're starting to mo keep you down. You want to hope it's sixteen. Uh, you want to hope the rain. You made keeps it sound calm. like it was three points, Louis, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm <laughs> well, no, you, sixteen. You were getting hey, hey, you were getting hammered. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. still getting hammered to me. <laughs> you were getting hammered, and now and now I, you're not. I like getting, what you're doing. You're keeping my spirits high, and I really appreciate. it. Yeah, we're going to keep you interested. <laughs> Twenty minutes past seven o'clock. <laughs> Anton hold out Leonard Brown, not tipping us one at Hastings. Sad guy. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure next time he comes on. He has to tip us one. I said to Caitlin O'Sullivan, who's coming on the show at about 8.35 this morning, to talk about the Grand Tour, I said, she said, what do you want to talk about? Well, the Grand Tour, loveracing.nz, what you're doing here, doing get new people on the game. So we'll ask you about that, and then we need a tip. And she said, oh, I'll have to ask the boss for that. So hopefully we get a tip from Lance O'Sullivan, her father, the great trainer and champion jockey in the next hour as well. Lee Friedman, one of the greatest horsemen of our time, well, he raced a horse up there and won the King's Stand, Miss Andretti, uh, at Royal Ascot. He got time with Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, so I'll be really interested to hear his experience, and I'm sure he'll pay his respects to Her Majesty as we woke up this morning to the very sad news. At about 7.30 this morning, there'll be a press conference via the government um, issuing their condolences 
and we'll take that in if we can get a hold of it. It's 21 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Keep your messages coming through with memories of Willie Lossay as well as Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Back with Kempe's Off the Back Fence after this. Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp. When I was in Newcastle, I received a phone call. It was just a, another Friday night before a big game that weekend. It was my mum. She phoned me to tell me that my father had just passed away. It was totally unexpected and it hit me like a tonne of bricks. When I heard about Willie Losso's passing yesterday, memories of that phone call came flooding back. Yet another larger-than-life Polynesian man had been lost. Seemingly unbreakable, we feel like these tough men will be around forever. It is a stark reminder of our morality. Although I feel deeply sad that a friend has passed, my thoughts were mostly about his far note, how they would be feeling and how devastated they must be. My, my sincere condolences to them all. Rest in light, Willie. We are simply losing too many of our Polynesian men far too young. My dad was 41. Willie was only 55. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, you did right there, Kempe. It's um, yeah, I feel like every week we're losing someone that is just a bit larger than life and, and just has done so much, not only in the sporting world but just in general, mate. There's uh, too much of it around at the moment. You did right. The Polynesian um community have have suffered dearly. Lately, with uh, you know Inga, uh, we've you know the uh, plenty Willie Lossay, our latest um, mate. There's just been so much, so much death and and, and heartbreak as of late. But mate, tribute to Willie Lossay, and we've been reflecting all morning. And and someone that's done it all. I didn't know Willie extremely close, uh, extremely well. Sorry, and, and but um, just. From what I understand, just what he's been able to do in the game, play for Tonga three times, down to 21 Colts three times. He's a, a hell of a rug player, but he's a hell of a broadcaster as well. And what he was able to do in, in commentary, just the energy he brought out, mate. Uh, yeah, well said. Well said. We, we will remember Willie Losse and Queen Elizabeth. So uh, appreciate those kind words there, Kempe. Adam's come through, Kempe, and said, Morning, lads. After seeing the passing of Willie Lossay, the tributes have flown, and it gets me thinking about something this show does very well. Championing our champions. Let's not be afraid to say well done to someone because life's short, lads. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, you know, pick your phone up today if, you, if you've got a mate that you think about and you haven't spoken to him for quite a while, and, uh, you know, that name comes across the, the, that, those front of your lids, well, pick the phone up, give them a call, ask them how they are. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, on that too, my uncle, um, Uncle David, my bro- my mum's brother, he's just had a he had a little heart uh, heart attack over in overseas, and he's just made it back to Wellington, and he's at home for his family, and uh, yeah, it's pretty touch and go there. So I just want to give a shout out to all my family and and Fano, extended Fano, to yeah, hope your uncle can pull through, but uh, yeah, mate, just too much at the moment, it's fucking really crazy. That I didn't swear there, but. It's pretty crazy. Up <laughs> mm. seven, we're just waiting for. Um, we are just waiting for Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern to take the podium down at the Beehive there, and share her words on Queen Elizabeth II waking up this morning to a pretty, 
Um, I guess we knew it was coming. She's 96. She's been there for so long, but she has been a stalwart. She's been all our queen, really, for, I mean, there's not too many people that will remember her predecessor, her father, uh, Prince, well, now King Charles, I suppose, has released his statement, His Majesty the King. The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of the greatest sadness for me and all members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms and the Commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so widely held. And I think that is a more than fair enough statement, not just a very successful sovereign, a monarch, but a mother and a grandmother. Right, we are just about to head down to Parliament. We'll head to the Beehive and catch up with our Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, as she takes the podium to speak on the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. We'll head there now. A huge philanthropist, an unbelievable amount of charity work throughout the years, and I guess the question that will come from this, that we didn't take in the questions from the gallery, but the discussion around becoming a republic is one that is not new. I remember back in the day Helen Clark saying it was, well, actually John Key as well, former Prime Minister, said that he thought it would happen in his lifetime. Jacinda Ardern has spoken about it, and seven 70-year reign is a really long one. So what happens next, we'll follow that. Uh, we'll take. We'll head off now. We're going to come back with Lee Friedman, trainer of Maccabi Diva, about 125 or Group 1 winners, a Group 2 winner at Royal Ascot. And when you win a race at Royal Ascot, you meet the Queen more than likely. So we'll catch up with Lee Friedman, and I'm sure he'll want to pay his respects as well. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. We are 24 minutes away from 8 o'clock. If you want to come through with your own tributes, double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Back with champion trainer, trainer of Maccabi Diva, Lee Friedman after this. 19 away from 8, hopefully just about to catch up with Lee Friedman, champion trainer. But right now, see your floor change in an instant with room view. It's time for our Choices Flooring Poll. Head to the SCNZ app and have your choice. Now, a nice and simple one today. What is appointment viewing for you this weekend? Is it the NRL Finals? Is it the AFL Finals? Is the NFL, which is back today, back in a big, big, big way with the Bills and the Rams? Or is it Group 1 Spring Racing at, well, Hawke's Bay and, of course, Flemington as well? So go to the Choices Flooring poll and have your choice. Kempi, what is it for you? Actually, I know what it is for you. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, darts. This Saturday night down the local tavern. <laughs> no, no, NRL, mate, all day long, starting tonight. Penrith, the Eels. Is he? You? Uh, one's not there. I'm going to go along to the um, Farah Palmer final. Oh! I'm going to watch the, the final on Saturday afternoon here, 3 o'clock. Canterbury taking on Auckland. I'm actually, I'm actually doing uh, the unthinkable here, lads. Don't do it. I'm presenting Auckland with their jerseys today. <laughs> Good on you, Izzy. Good yeah, on you. Nah, Seen nah. the light. I'm going long. <laughs> no, no, I'm going long. Um, Amy Courtney, she's uh, the manager there and good friends with her. She just asked me if I could come along, so I'll take uh, Tilly along and, and introduce her. So, uh, um, give them their jersey. So, yeah. 
I'm going to watch that this, this weekend. Nobody can blame you for doing that, is he? That's a great service from mate. Right, it's 17 minutes away from eight. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring. Yes, it's time to launch into a new feature of the show with a seasonal tinge. There are many stars of spring at this time of year as the Group 1 racing returns and the case is made for many horses to reach legend status. It's not as easy feat to do though. Spring might be ripe with the opportunity but only a small number of stars become champions and that's where we'll start today. As they come down the straight was Benny Rowe and back behind them here's McKayvey Diva. A nation rares for a hero. She's starting to wind up. 300 left to go now. McKayvey Diva's racing up. Envoy's trying to go with it. They've got the Portland singer and Lachlan River. Here comes like a pocket and excellent. But McKayvey Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. On a zoom runs on. But a champion becomes a legend. Yes, tomorrow Flemington plays host to not the Melbourne Cup, but the race named after three-time winning Melbourne Cup champion mayor, McIvy Diva Lee Friedman, was the man to settle her up, and the last two taking his personal total to five cups prior, prior to success with Terrific, Sub-Zero, and Doremius. The Hall of Famer is back in Australia now, based at the Gold Coast turf track, keeping warm after a successful stint in Singapore, and we're lucky enough to welcome him into the show this morning. G'day, Lee. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Oh, great morning to, to be able to reflect, but also a sombre morning. Um, sobering news this morning around Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II passing. Uh, mate, did you, you obviously had a, a Group 2 winner over in the Queen Elizabeth Stand Stakes. Uh, mate, yeah. did you meet her? And what did you, what, what, what will you remember about the Queen? Yeah, I did, in fact. I had, uh, I had tea with her on that trip, and um, it, was, it was a great honour to do that. And I'm very sad to hear that this morning. But yeah, in perspective, she had a great life and uh, a very long life, a very successful life. So uh, uh, whilst it's a sad occasion, um, you know, I think she'll be celebrated very well. Hey, Lee, are you enjoying being back in Australia? Uh, yeah, I am. It's a bit, it's like a bit different after you've been living in Singapore for three or four years. It's, uh, it hasn't been without its hurdles, but, um, you know, we, we, we came back here with basically just our gear and started again. So, you know, we're building up, we're building up and, and it's taking time and there's a lot of works going on here at the track as well, um, which is kind of complicating things a bit, but you know, the, the, all those things will pass. Hey, how's your stable looking? Have you got the next uh, Maccabi Diva coming through? How, how are you looking coming into the spring? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a word, the, no. Love the honesty. Uh, love I've the got, honesty. I've got some nice. Uh, I've got some nice horses coming along, and uh, um, you know, there's all. You know, hope springs eternal in this game. You've always got to. Um, uh, you know, have unraced horses in the stable ready to go. I've got quite a nice two-year-old actually that trialled this week and um, won his trial. So, you know, look, I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to be a 120-horse stable like I used to be, but uh, I, I don't really want that anymore. I just want to have a, uh, a neat stable with um, with good employees and, um, you know, plenty of enthusiasm and uh, move forward from there. 
Hey, the 124 Group 1 winners or there, thereabouts before you left to Singapore. Um, so many great names, as we mentioned before, but do you find that people always want to talk to you about Maccabi Diva? Um, yeah, a lot. But then going back before her, back in the 90s, we had some great horses and the guys kind of my age and, you know, maybe a little bit younger, you know, they always want to talk about those horses like naturalism and superimpose and of course sub zero uh, who won a Melbourne Cup and was probably more famous uh, in his lifetime after he won the Melbourne Cup and retired and became kind of like a companion horse for a lot of people in uh, hospices and uh, hospitals and that sort of thing it was he was quite an amazing horse and, and actually became a Hall of Famer himself just for doing that so you know people talk about them a lot but of course yeah they always talk about her because of the three Melbourne Cups and the fact that um, it's highly unlikely that any horse will ever do that again uh, because, as you know, being a handicap, they keep rising in the handicaps, they're getting older, um, and it makes it more and more difficult. So you have to be a special horse, and, and that was a very special horse. I was lucky enough to be at one of those races, Lee. Hey, I'll j- just a uh, question of tech right here. Have you got any stories about you know a, um, a sports person that got really close to you uh, in, a, in the racing game? Do, do you... Does anyone come to mind? Uh, not really. Um, kind of people from all walks of life get involved in racing. A lot of footballers get involved in racing, and, and I guess it's the same in New Zealand too. We, we've had a lot of famous footballers. In fact, you know, Shane Crawford, who was the star for Hawthorne a few a few years ago, he's, he's still racing a horse with me. Um, you know, so... There's, you get people from all walks of life. You get people, you know, who are the the cream of the cream, and and people that normally, you know, hanging around outside the pub. But they're all interesting characters, and I get on with most of them. You're a pretty cool character, Lee. I remember that from as far as I've watched racing. But the like the pressure that it takes to tr- train a champion. I recently with Chris Waller and Winks, he he spoke very openly about the sleepless nights and the public pressure, but then also wanting to look after the horse and do everything right by the horse which comes first. Was that similar for you heading into that third Melbourne Cup especially? No, actually I am a different different personality to Chris. Chris is a very uh, uh you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve sort of thing and that's fine. That's that's his personality, but but with me, I, you know, um, when you've got the best, it's very easy. You, know, you should know you blokes, a couple of you have been all blacks. When you're the best, you don't get too worried about the rest. <laughs> no, no, and, it, and he's a Kiwi from the Central Districts, and we all cry at a drop of a hat. Hey, Lee, you just... Do you? Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Right. It must be something a, in the water there in the Waikato. Uh, yeah, a little bit, little bit further south, but yep, definitely something in the water. Yeah. You know, not everyone's <laughs> Alan Sharrick who can't cry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I never, uh, I, I never really got that uh, overawed by it. Then I think the afternoon before, I'd done a big, uh, there'd been a big press conference and uh, in a, in the public in the uh, square there in Melbourne, and I just went back to the hotel and had a sleep all afternoon. I just just said, oh, well, what will be, will be. We've done as much as we can, and um, we were we were well, well prepared. So, you know, <clears throat> let it happen after that. Yeah, and, and just oh, love it. What, what about the relationship between the horse and the jockey? Like, I know the trainer and the jockey is really important because you're giving them the information to get out there, Lee, and, and, and run the, the race to the pattern that you want it to, to race. But what about the relationship between the jockey and the horse? Can you talk to us a little yeah, bit about be- that? Yeah, that was very important. I think I think yeah, Glenn had a very good uh, 
understanding of what had to be done there. And, and that was emphasised by the fact that they were probably three of the best rides you'll ever see in the Melbourne Cup. He, he just, he, you know, and, and he will admit himself, even though they were great rides, he got a fair serving of luck too for things to open up at the right time. And the only time I ever gave him any uh, instructions in it was the second one. Was a yeah the first one for me the second one of hers, and um, uh, Dermot had brought the the best horse from Europe down to run in the cup, and he was going to be very hard to beat. And they got wet ground as well, which is what suited him. So I just said to him, "Well, wherever you are, make sure you're in front of him, well in front of him with with 200 metres to run, because that means that he'll have to chase her down." And there's one thing about that mare: uh, if you go back through all her starts, once she struck the front in the race. And this is this is, when you think about it, it's quite incredible. She never got run past. No, not after she won the maiden anyway. No, no, she. Mate, well, we all know down here how good she was. What about today, yeah. Lee? Have you seen anything coming up with the spring carnival that sort of excites you? Um, you know, we've got a a, a good mare in Imperatry as a, a New Zealand horse that runs this weekend and then heads over to Australia shortly. But is there something in Australia through the spring carnival that you can tip us on? Look, I'd like to be able to, but there's no real, there's no real stars this year. I think Zaki's going very well, and I think Animo, they're probably the best two horses over here, Animo and Zaki. And I would say, you know, the way Animo won first up, he'd be, he'd be very dominant in all those weight parade races right through to the Cox Plate. And he, he ran second last year as a three-year-old. So um, horses that run second and then come back to the next year have a very good record in the Cox Plate. So he, he would be the one I would probably focus on the most. Um, it's interesting, you know, that race tomorrow named after Maccabi Deva. She never won one of those. Yeah. And they were the Craig Lee Stakes. No, she never won. You think they would have named it after a race she'd won a few times. Yeah, they should have changed the name of the Melbourne Cup. Um, <laughs> kidding, obviously. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Lee, Lee, gotta let you go because we're about to crash through the ads very quickly. Do you barrack for your family? It's obviously one of the most famous names in racing. Do you get up for the, the siblings and the family? Yeah, I do actually. I keep I keep a, a, an eye on what's going on. I mean, having been all in business together, I often say to people, you know, they busted up a little bit acrimoniously at times. But I said the Beatles only lasted seven or eight years. We lasted about twenty. So, you know, um, but but look, you know, when when times are when times are tough, like our mother, our mother passed away a couple of months ago, and everyone was there, and everyone was just the same as they were twenty years ago. You know, I think. It, takes those sort of things to bring everyone together and and I keep a close eye on what's going on particularly my youngest brother Michael he's he's out on his own whereas the other two brothers both have their sons working for him now yeah amazing they're not quite the royal family but the Freedmans have done a hell of a lot for racing throughout the years that's Lee Friedman absolute honour to catch up with you mate uh, head of the Maccabi Diva Stakes didn't win the race but three Melbourne Cups and a hell of a career a true champion SENZ Coming up to 8am, wow, what an incredible uh, chat there with Lee Friedman, who, yeah, took Miss Andretti up in 2007 and won the King's Stand Stakes, the Group 2, and got to have tea with Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, waking up to the sad news of her passing this morning. Can you ask if it's true they watered the track just for Maccabi <laughs> Diva and the third cup, Frazee? No, Frazee, we can't ask about your conspiracy theories. Of course, famously, they raided the track dead on Sunday and Monday and left the sprinklers running after connections threatened to scratch. Irish Day of Vinnie Rowe and Maccabi Diva and even uh, <laughs> Mr Hawks uh, quipped it's not the Melbourne Cup not the Maccabi Cup <laughs> wow quibble you might is he it, uh, it's just how it goes sometimes when you're a champion the cookie crumbles that way here's other health news for Kubota together with shaping and building New Zealand 
Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price off Neutralife and Good Health Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SENZ, Friday the 9th of September. It's just after 8 o'clock. We've had Lee Friedman on, the trainer of three-time Melbourne Cup winner, Maccabi Diva. If you've missed that, I tell you right now, go over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and have a listen to that chat with the great man, Lee Friedman. He spoke about his stable. You never know. Might lead you into the next Maccabi Diva. You have to go have a listen if you want to hear the next one. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ app. Go have a listen. It was a great tra- chat. We've been reflecting on the passing of Willie Losse and Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II as well throughout the show. Keep the messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Helena, baby, get on, guys. That is, well, talking about the Tarzino on Saturday. Helena, baby, getting up. Might have to have a look at that one because my wife's middle name is called Helena. It's Helena. So there you go, Joey. Might have to follow you in there but right now I'm going to throw it to Kempi to introduce our next guest. Yeah 240 a place on Helena baby if you're, if you're thinking about that. It's uh, the most exciting time of the year though for rugby league fans as we approach the 2022 NRL finals. The Panthers, Eels, Storm Raiders, Sharks, Cowboys, the Roosters and the Rabbits make up the top eight but only one can be crowned champion when that final hooter sounds the fat lady sings. And Frankie Endicott, he's a man that knows all about pressure of finals footy. Yep, been there, done that, and he joins us on the line. Morning, Frankie. How are you, mate? Ah, keep you on fine, thanks, mate. Foggy day down here this morning, but um, up bright and early and uh, ready for the day. Yeah, some, some sad news this morning with Queen Elizabeth II passing. Also yesterday, Willie Losse, uh, Frankie, and you know, with the, our young Polynesian men, Jonah, you know, uh, Inga and even Q, you know, Quinton Pongia with Willie's uh, passing yesterday. Sad, sad day. Oh, terrible, mate. You know, especially when um, you, know, you go so young. I mean, the, you know, the passing of the Queen last night at 96, she's had a great innings. But when you look at Willie and uh, and these blokes that have gone early, boy, gee, you know, Inga and that, boy, unbelievable. Quinton, I'm going to over to, for his unveiling next month, actually. Oh, good man. We'll say hello to all the whānau over there, Frankie. Faye, we've got finals footy this weekend. Who you got? Well, I can't wait for these to start tonight, actually. Uh, The first one's going to be a a cracker, Penrith and Eels. Um, I've gone for Penrith. Uh, They're back to full strength. Um, The one thing about them, they've got heaps of enthusiasm. 
they're not just enthusiastic. They're, they're great. They're great young players, and um, it's epitomises a, a team to me. Their combinations, the way they um, they play for each other, support each other. The only question mark I've got on them is, and it's the only one, is um, you know, will they be rusty? Um, they spelled the whole team last week, but I think that'll do them more good than harm. But uh, having Nathan Cleary back in, of course, after his five weeks out, and I think they won three of the five games while he was out. So um, I, I think it's looking good for them against an Eels team that um, they can really turn it on, and I think we'll beat Penrith twice this year. So there's some good battles in this game. Um, I can't wait. What about the controversy, Frank, with uh, Taylor May obviously suspended going back to next year because of the fans? Do you think that would be a disruption for the Panthers? Well, that's interesting, that one. I mean, you know, it, um, I'm not sure of the legalities of it, whether he's actually been found guilty or not. Um, but I did, I did see the act on video, and it didn't look good. I mean, there was no need for it. Um, but when you pick and choose what games you get, um, it's a bit on the nose as far as I'm concerned. Hey, Frankie, have a listen to this. Okay, so I've picked the Kiwi team out of the finals. Um, yep. They're all representing the club. Joe Manu, fullback, Jordan Rapana, Matthew Tamuko uh, uh, on one side, Peter Hiku, Ronaldo Malitolo on the other side, Dylan Brown, J- Jerome Luai. i got Jared Warrior Hargraves on the bench with Jesse Bromwich in 14, Brandon Smith, um, uh, James Fisher-Harris, Isaiah Papali'i, uh, Nakoda in this back row with him, Joseph Tarpany on the back, and Naz Nelson on the bench. And I've put Griffin Neem, the West Coast boy there, with Kenny Bromwich coming off on hooker. Mate, what would you, as the Kiwi coach in your time, look at that during the finals and think, man, my, this is this is the team that I possibly could take away the World Cup? What do you reckon? Well, I, the team I coach in those days, I wouldn't have swapped for anything, to be honest. Um as you know, they're a, they're a great team. But when I look at this team that Michael Maguire's got, they're, uh, it's an exciting team. I, I think you, know, you just mentioned a name there that um, I think is going to be a real good one in, in young Neem um, from um, the West Coast and playing at the Cowboys. Um, I coach his dad, and, he, and he's a very, very similar player. Uh, but he's big, strong, enthusiasm. Uh, he knows how to cross the line. I think he'd be great to take on tour. And, um, you know, you feel satisfied in playing him. I think the team, the squad you just named, um, and I haven't had time to put my squad on paper yet, but I think we're going to come up with a very good team. And I'm lucky enough to be going over for it, so I hope they get through to the final. It's probably the first time, Frank, that you get a bit of excitement out of this Kiwi side for a long time. Genuine chance to head over to the UK. And you got to remember, we're not too far away, and there's been absolutely no hype. There's that much sport on. But, mate, genuine chance to go over and and get the job done. Who's the biggest threat you feel come international time, World Cup? Oh, oh, without a doubt, Australia. And I have an idea we're on the same side of the draw, which would draw us against Australia in the semi-final. So wouldn't it be nice to knock them out and um, play a final against uh, either Tonga or uh, or England? It's a similar similar to when you had the World Cup up there in 95 with us, Frank. Uh, get them in the semi, mate. Make it easier for the final. Oh, yeah, well, we... we, we yeah, well, we were unlucky in that, weren't we? Um, that was a great fight back. And um, actually, if you remember, Kempi, um Bob Fulton made a mistake there. He was so carried away in the game, getting up tight, that um, he forgot the players' two subs. Um, and when and when it went to extra time, 
had actually helped them because they had two fresh players. Um, but that was from a mistake more than good judgment. So we were a bit stiff there. I think if Ridgie's kick goes over, we well, we, we win it, don't we? And it, uh, it was a coat of paint in it. Um, it was just unlucky, but by gee, I was proud of you guys. Yeah, we, would well. pro- we probably would never have come back from Europe, Frank, if we got through that one. Hey, mate, just... Uh, <laughs> Just I want to just pick your brains on this one. Joey Manu, he's your boy? Oh, look, he's the biggest loss of the uh, of the whole finals. Um, I, personally, um, I think I'm not in player management now. I've, I've retired. Um, he's Peter's lad. But I'll tell you what, I think Joey Manu's been the player of the year um, in the NRL. I think he's, he's just going to be one of our great players. And uh, he's going to be a loss. He's going to be a real loss to the... Um, to the Roosters, um, and I think Momorowski's taking his place in the centres. He's a good, honest, reliable player, but he's no Joe, Joey Manu. Right. So I just, I just, I just hope he's right now that uh, for the Kiwi Tour, um, he should be. Um, let's hope he is because we need him over there. Oh man, I was looking forward to that rematch. Latrell Mitchell taking on Joey Manu, remembering what happened last year. A bit <laughs> of uh, a bit of salt in the wounds. What's his position? Centre, centre or fullback for you, Frank? Uh, either or, I mean, he's, he's as good as either of them. Um, and either I think fullback because mm. he, it gives him more space to work with. He can see what's going on. Um, he knows where to come in and when to come in, especially on that left side. He comes in on that left side edge and uh, and creates space for the width to put the winger in the corner every time. And by gee, he's a good winger, Johnson. Um, he's one of the best of all time. Oh, yeah. um, isn't it funny that he can't make the state of origin side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, you can't make it when he does how to score tries. It's interesting, isn't it? What, what do you think that is? Because there's so many good wingers around. You look at some of these young wingers around at the moment, they're sensational. Um, oh. You know, I mean, gee, there's just... I mean, the wingers, <clears throat> he's not exactly a big winger, but he knows how to score tries. But when you look at the size of the wingers, like you take the two uh, Roosters wingers, you know, six foot five, Tupo, and six Joseph foot three, Suwali. I think, Suwali. Yeah. So, you know, the, the kicking game comes paramount there where you put the ball on the sixpence and, uh, and they, they take it in the air and score from it. <coughs> so, you know, uh, the, the, the make-up of the rugby league team these days are a lot different to what it used to be. Just quickly, the Storm. The Storm, mate, they're, they're an interesting one. They've been pretty wobbly towards the uh, end of the season, but come finals time, they'll be there or thereabouts. Well, I, I think they'll beat the Raiders first up um, Saturday. I think yep. they'll beat the Raiders, but they'll be playing at home. They've got Jerome Hughes back, and he, him and Munster are the key to their victory, of course. Um, and I think the other two players in there are, are the keys, are Harry Grant from Dummy Half and Brandon Smith when he comes on. I think um, that speed from Dummy Half could uh, really hurt the Raiders. Um, but I think the Raiders have uh, beat them once this year, but I don't think they'll win this one. I think the Storm will win. Um, and they've had a year full of injuries, um, but they're just a tough side that know how to perform in finals. Yeah, I think if Jerome Luai gets back uh, for this game, Frank, then that's a, a fake complete. Hey, mate, just before we let you go, you got us a winner? I'm, yes. coming, up to, I'm coming up to Auckland on Thursday. Um, we've got our little filly in it um, for the Caduceus Stakes. So she's racing Thursday and the following Friday at Alexandra Park. Um, but Millwood Nike, she left this morning actually on the float. But she's up against some real good ones. I see uh, uh, one of the two-year-old fillies broke a um, New Zealand record up there last Friday night. So she'll be up against it. But by gee, she's no mug.
Yeah, they did. And and then the, the other two-year-old filly down at Ashburton, a very fast track, broke it the next day or the, the Sunday following, Frank. So it's a good crop, yeah, yeah, good crop isn't it? Is it? You're right, mate. I couldn't believe that. The New Zealand record broken in Auckland on Friday night and then again broken again by a filly, um, uh, O'Reilly, actually, uh, one of O'Reilly's fillies. Uh, come up and broke it again. So, and you're right. We've got another horse coming up with ours in the stable, Lovestruck, who's um, beat us every time at the trials. Ooh, that's the one you it. gave us. That's the one you yeah. gave us, Lovestruck. That's right. She won too, but didn't, we didn't get rich off it, did we? But but she won well. But <laughs> she's another very good filly. She's the same as us. Two wins from two starts, and I think I think it's all going to end up on the draw. You know. Mm. Oh well, thanks a lot for giving us that, Frankie. Because we'll be back in it next Thursday. Don't worry about that. Izzy will be all over. <laughs> Mate, you go, you go well, Frankie, and uh, you enjoy the final series. Thanks for talking to us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Davey. Izzy, have a great day. There you yeah. go, Frankie Endicott, the legend. Love struck. Got me lovely little paycheck that one. Thank you. Yeah, he's a mate, good tipper, very good tipster. He got he always had horses. Loves a punt, Frankie. Um, we call used to call him Cranky, Frankie, because he was never cranky. <laughs> he was always happy, always happy, Frankie. And you just hear it in his voice when he's talking here. And he's right about that '95 World Cup, mate. We they Australia was saved that day by the coat by a coat of paint off Ridgey's yeah. left foot, 45 meters out when he's hit it, going back in a tackle, and. I remember watching it because I'd been um, pulled by then and just watching it going, it's going over, it's going over, and then oh, extra, to- extra time. <laughs> no worse feeling when a kick swings late or, late or drops, like just dies. It looks like it's going and then it just dies. It's like the, the only feeling you compare it to is if you're watching a leader at a track and then they just start swooping it because it's gone too fast on pace and you're like, where's the post, where's the post, and it gets swamped. Please. Uh, oh, I hate that. Great to catch up there with Frank Endicott. He is a legend. Um, Jared's come through. Big. Jerome Hughes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jared. But you do know that Jerome Luai did play junior Kiwis before he played New South Wales. Nice. Can be well found there. Hey, uh, a bit of cricketing news from around the world, lads. Um, following the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Friday's play, so the day two of the England and South Africa men's test, which Baz is obviously involved in, has been suspended. So they won't be playing uh, along there. For fix- they're going to redo the fixtures moving forward. I did say this morning I'll do anything to not talk about the Black Caps, but gee whiz, we could never have seen that coming about half past five. One of the biggest royalists we know, is he, that we could think of this morning. She's always got it up on her Instagram story, and she's actually over over the ditch with the Black Caps is Laura McGoldrick. She's so good to us taking a call bright and early. Morning, Laura. Good morning, team. Yeah, no, I'll do anything not to talk about the Black Caps either. Um, Yeah, no, horrific (laughs) news overnight. Um, about Queen Elizabeth. Um, I'm so sad to see that. And, oh, God, for us royalists particularly, it certainly hit hard. We knew she was unwell, and you just, oh, what a woman. What a woman. Honestly, the first name that sprung to my mind was Laura McGoldrick. I know how much of a, a, a royalist you are. Every time they do something on social media, you're pasting it all through your stories, and I love it. I love it. You're so passionate. But for you, like, you're... The, the next couple of days, like, does it really hurt you? Like, I know uh, we, we're all over here in New Zealand and, and we, we love the Queen Majesty and what she's able to do for 70 years of reign, 25 years of age, she got thrown into the limelight and had to, well, grow up relatively quick. But what's the thing that you remember from Queen Elizabeth? 
Well, the thing that I always think is the most amazing is that the woman has done so much in her reign. She was actually never meant to be queen. So that is one thing mm. I always think is amazing. Um, the thing that I, why I love her so much is that because it was so part of my, my family's history to know about, you know, the royal family. I learned about it from my nana and I learned about it from my mum. And, you know, I kind of feel like a lot of people today will be looking at the situation, looking at the beautiful pictures of the Queen and thinking, you know, it sort of feels a bit like my nana because we won't remember our lives without her in it because I certainly don't. And I find that really sad. Um, and I think, you know, if you, if you look at the way the world is now, what she's lived through, you know, you've got the way, you know, females had been treated, the way they should be treated and the way they're treated now. She's lived through it all and she still managed to hold her head up high and do the job she needed to do with the utmost sort of pride and respect, respectfully. Like, I just think that she was an incredible woman and um, I feel really sad because, like I say, it's sort of like losing your grandmother. It is, it is for sure. And we don't want to, um, you know, move forward relatively quick, but that's how the royal family work, and we know King Charles is going to take over the throne and, and lead that journey, uh, that journey and lead us into the next uh, few years going forward. So what, what kind of, what kind of uh, you know, king will, will Prince King Charles be? Like, he's been waiting in, in, in line for a very long time, and, you know, what are we expecting from him? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't sort of know. When you've had such a fantastic leader and your mother for so mm. many years, I imagine that that gives you a pretty sound base of how you you, you take on the role. Um, Camilla being queen consort is some, one of the queen's wishes, I think is really cool. Obviously, there was a situation around divorce and how that affects your, um, your heir to the throne and your ability to take on the role of king and queen, and that all changed. The rules will change for Charles. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, at this stage, he is king. As far as we're aware, that's the way it will be. There was a lot of talk about it skipping a generation and going to William because they felt that a King William could really keep the throne um, and the monarchy alive because there's so much vested public interest, particularly in him, his generation, his young children. So whether they do stick with Charles, I, I mean, I think they probably will. Um, but I think, yeah, so we've got a 10-day period of mourning now. Um, and then um, it looks like, I think they it's generally about nine months until um, the next uh, the next coronation, so I think he'll be I think he'll be a good king. Like I say, he's learned a lot from his grandmother, and hopefully William William can be helping him as as well. You know, sort of feed into that to make sure he does the best job he possibly can. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, British public and the Commonwealth get him behind them, won't it, Laura? Hey, uh, we let you go because you get your own radio commitments. So thank you so much for taking the call. What's the um, we have to ask though? What's the morale like in the the Black Caps camp? How's Gup and how are the lads? Well, I, I don't know. I've only, uh, only, only saw Gup because the game finished quite late at night. But um, I've got kids, and I tell you what, they really change things on tour. My God. Um, <laughs> but, um, we, uh, it was a real shame last night. I think, that, I, I think you know, Gaffey was saying he's, he, he was disappointed. And it was, a, it was a hard one. It's, a very, it's, it's interesting yeah. to play um, one day as in, in September quite an interesting vibe that um in australia but um you know they'll, they'll be disappointed with themselves because there were opportunities there and they didn't take them and australia was very good and australia never gave up um so i'll get a full debrief this morning after he gets one about the royal family <laughs> yeah 
One of the greatest reality checks as well. Chuck him a wee nappy full of full of poo, and he has to change that. It'll bring him all straight back to reality. What there you, think, you go. Doesn't? <laughs> what do you think we were doing at three a.m. Is he? What do you think we were doing? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That just puts things into perspective. It's only a game of sport. We appreciate your time, Laura McGoldrick, talking all things royal family. Thank you so much. The only one we can go to because she loves it. She loves it. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you. Bye. Legend, Laura yeah. Godrick. She is, is he? You're right. She yeah. everything can be every single little thing. Oh. Like the the Meghan Markle scandal. All of my information has come via Laura McGoldrick's Instagram stories. <laughs> it's all you need to know. It's your one stop shop. <laughs> I'm the same. So look, you spoke about this morning. I was like, get Laura, get Laura, wake her up. She's in Australia. Who cares? She'll be up with kids. Don't worry. Get her on the show. <laughs> and just on that, just on that, they'll be hurting. They'll be hurting the black caps for sure. No doubt. They'll just ah, uh, wow. What do we say? 82. Mm. Do you want to see my notes, Kimpy? No. This is my notes when I woke up and I watched the highlights and I was angry. This is before This is. This is before we knew about the Queen, by the way. Pathetic batting, no focus, barely any resistance, so un- black caps like, unacceptable. That was how grumpy I was this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, was, we talked about it yesterday about what do they need to do and we just said they need to get back out there and step up. Well... Just I don't know what is it real? It's I don't think you can swim up there either. So they're not sunbathing and relaxing. Like crocodiles, too much. you mean? Yeah, geez, I don't know what it is. I, all I can put it down to, I think, as he's sort of touched on it, is that that mental space where Aussie just got one over them. And you know mm. what? It isn't the it isn't the Ponting days, is it? Where that Aussie team was really good. No, when you're playing them, it's actually an Aussie team that's struggling. They're they're vulnerable. Mm. That's the most frustrating thing. We had them on the ropes, and even Izzy, great pickup from you. Even Ian Stockley Smith was still unconvinced that we could put them away, and that is insane. Yeah. Twenty four minutes past mm. eight. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Choices for him poll results up after this. Twenty nine minutes past eight o'clock this morning. Straight to Pip Morris at tab.co.nz. Pip, what do we need to know for this weekend? Good morning, Louis. Look, we've got a good punters club, of course. Group 1, Tarzino out of the Hawks Bay. And the Hawks Bay Racing will be conducting a betting on behalf of the punters club with a percentage of the turnover from the punters club going to the Cancer Society. So every dollar you'll bet, you bet on this option gives you a dollar in the punters club and then a dollar will go to the Cancer Society as well. You can check out all the information on puntersclub.co.nz. I had the punters lounge, I should say, on tmp.co.nz and power plays will be available across a range of all of the races there out of Hawke's Bay. We've got the bonus back, blitz to look forward to. And just quickly too, of course, footies uh, kicking off with the finals. The Eels versus the Panthers tonight will be the first game and we've just had one nice little play there. 3000 on Penrith, head-to-head at $1.38 and boosted options on Brian Pao's first try score at $11. Looks to be the most popular option was $9. Oh, Pip, fantastic. You guys are on fire at tab.co.nz. Izzy, how cool is that with that uh, Cancer Society Punters Club initiative? Mate, I love it. I love it. TAB are giving back. They're doing it for their people. We really appreciate it, Pip. Thank you so, so much. There you go. 29 away from 9. We'll be back with Caitlin O'Sullivan out of loveracing.nz because the Grand Tour is here tomorrow. Hastings, day one, Tarzino. Kempe said Imperatries cannot lose. The Preparation, we've got it on tape, won't be beat. We'll ask Caitlin and see what the great in New Zealand. No, oh. oh. I don't know, and we'll see what Caitlin reckons. She won't be beat New Zealand. Uh, Caitlin, <laughs> no, Imperatrix. Uh, uh, all right, we'll talk more after this. <laughs>
26 and a bit away from 9am this morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on ECNZ. Now, there'll be a lot of people saluting Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II with a whiskey. There'll be a lot of people this weekend indulging responsibly in a bit of alcohol, Izzy, because it is the first stop of the Grand Tour. Now, you are one of their marquee signings as a DJ for uh, (laughs) Cup Week, so you're invested in this. Yes, I am, for sure. I'd love to... Oh, why aren't we there, lads? Why aren't we there? We should be trackside just having a good old time because the Grand Tour, like you said, is starting. We've got Caitlin O'Sullivan on the line and she's going to talk all about it. The Grand Tour taking place in Hastings. Caitlin, good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> That's the energy. Oh. <laughs> That's the energy we love. Shade, remember that? Oh, oh. Yeah, it is. I'm up and about now. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go pack my bags and I'm going to make my way to the Hawks Bay and I'm going to have a good old time. What are we expecting? Oh, I'm pleased to hear it. What are we expecting? We're expecting, yeah, a good time, as you say. Um, to the Grand Tour, it's aligning our top 20 race days in New Zealand, the best racing at our best venues. So you can expect uh, everything there is to expect from a premier race day, the great racing on the track, the uh, hospitality off the track. We'll also be putting on a bit of a grand tour zone. So you alluded to a DJ. Yep, there'll be DJs, seating, uh, games, that sort of stuff. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, pump the brakes, Caitlin. Before we carry on any further, (laughs) can you just explain for us and everybody listening where you are exactly standing right now? Uh, I'm committed. I'm uh, at my parents' house actually today and uh, we live on a farm in uh, the rural Waikato and I was told the best reception that we've got is the middle of our front lawn. Um, It's a beautiful outlook but it's very cold. So yes, I'm standing in the middle of our front lawn uh, so hopefully I'm coming through loud and clear for you guys. Front lawn, it looks like you're standing in the middle of about 150 (laughs) acres so they're not doing too bad. Don't don't do them short. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, just... uh, I've got I've got one for you on the tour, and I think this yeah. is, if you can't do, if you can't do it this year, definitely do it next year. But you should have an you should like run a contest for a punter to have an arm wrestle with a trainer. Okay. And okay. I'll, I'll write and, that down. So 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 a punter to arm wrestle a trainer, and I'm backing the trainers. Who's the strongest trainer? Oh, I'm not going to say, but just if you want to do something like out of the out of the box next year. That's the one. Yep. That's the one. Right, Arm wrestle the trainer. I'll put it. I'll put it to the team. Perfect. Oh man, you're a crack. I did not think you're coming up with that one, Kippy. Like I'm thinking, here's some great idea. Arm wrestle. Oh, you cracked me up. Hey, uh, Caitlin, what are the numbers looking like tomorrow? Yeah. I've been to many race days at Hastings, and well, everyone, every cat and their dog comes out of the middle of nowhere and they ascend on the Hastings racetrack, and it is a great day. So, what are the numbers looking like? Oh, that's a good question and one that I uh, don't have the answer for. You might have to get our Hawks Bay Racing on for that one. But, look, I'm sure it's going to be a great day regardless. The first group one of the season, um, you know, why wouldn't you head down? I'm making the road trip down and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm sure a lot of people will be doing the same. What's the initiative of this Grand Tour? Like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. Are you trying to, like, what's the reasoning behind this? Yeah, so it's all about engaging a new audience. Um, and the Grand Tour, if you've seen the creative, it's very vibrant, it's fun, it's got a lot of personality. 
um, anyone can enjoy it, but I suppose we are targeting that slightly younger demographic, yeah, 18 to 30-year-olds. Um, they're out there, they're looking for something to do, and as you uh, and I both know, there's not a lot better to do than a day at the races with, with your mates. So we're wanting to get them along. We're under no illusions. You know, right now they're there for the party, but um, I've certainly seen it firsthand. You get someone to the races, you give them a good time, and they start asking questions. Okay. You know, how do I get involved with the industry? Hey, Caitlin, I've got to say, i got to say, Caitlin, you got to go back to your bosses and you got to get Izzy up there But he's the losing the plot. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> you guys are missing out if you don't get Izzy down there. Oh, oh no, oh, look, I'll, I'll wanna... put it to them, Absolutely. You want a party starter? I'm that man. <laughs> Get me there. Perfect. <laughs> hey, hey, Katie, you, you guys, so this is obviously Love Racing. Dotty and Z is the, well, uh, well the, I guess the administrators, NZTR, the public-facing brand. Yeah, and, NZTR, yep. yep. And this is the, the you know, very sharp work of some sharp minds, including yourself. Now, obviously, when we go to Love Racing, Dotty and Z, we, we get stuck into the form. And I know you you love doing form. You, you can, you can, <laughs> you, you we, we spoke to Lee Friedman, and now the Friedmans, that was a name in racing. In the pantheon of great racing surnames, O'Sullivan goes right there. So you would know your way around a winner. Do you have one for us? Oh, God. I'm sure you could ask us someone a lot more qualified than I am, Louis, for punting <laughs> advice. Um, but, look, I did chat to my father uh, in anticipation for this question, and uh, Lance O'Sullivan, uh, who co-trains with Andrew Scott, uh, and he suggested punters take a look at Son of a Butcher. Uh, he's lining up in the last race at Ruakaka tomorrow, a track he won dominantly on last start, um, and I'm told there's no reason he can't repeat. But look, I'm just a messenger, so don't go shooting me. <laughs> that's not the case. You are listening. You are listening. Good girl, Caitlin. That's all we wanted, really, is a little tip. I love it. Thank you. A little tip. Well, there you go. Son of a Butcher, boys. $8.280 each way all day. Get the Grand Tour participants into that. They'll climb into it. Caitlin, you're a star. Appreciate your time this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. There you go. LoveRacing.nz, your home for thoroughbred racing, the Grand Tour, the home for a party. We just gotta oh. get we just gotta get on it as <laughs> that's How do we problem. get on it? I'm throwing my name out there every single time we talk about this and I'm just getting I'm you know, all I need is some information of maybe this little I'll even fly myself self there. I'll fly myself there. Where have you gone? Just send me the details. I'll be there. Okay? As long as I just get in. Rick it in. Cup day. The oh, big day. Honestly. Daggy on one. I'm already over that. I'm all over that one there, uh, Louis. The, the great Jess... Innes is uh, helping me along my journey there, but mate, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> my, my journey to sending it. My journey to uh, Ricket and Cup Day. Oh, I can't wait. We should all be there. All right. We should all be there calling it every morning. How good would that be? Come on down. We'll do the show in my sh- down here in the studio. Easy. Pool house, brunches. I've got three plugs. Just need to bring another headset and we can do it. Easy. Perfect. It's done. The Grand Tour. Featuring Izzy and Kempe <laughs> coming your coming to a racetrack near you. Nineteen away from nine. Friday tipple not far away. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Oh, we've made it. Friday tipple, a sombre old Friday, um, reflecting on some leads, well, just some very important people, Willie Losse and obviously the passing of the great Queen Elizabeth II. Our Friday tipple, well, 
It was do or die for the All Blacks last weekend in Hamilton, and in truth, true to form, the boys showed up when it mattered the most. There were great performances all around, including my good mate Davey Harvilli. He joined us on Monday to talk about the win and how his kicking game has been a big focus for him. Look, I like to try and show my skill set every now and then, and it takes a boy with a heat off Richie and Nug. So if I can, you know, execute those kicks every now and then to find a bit of space, and um, look, we we got a few balls back. And, it just meant it gave Rico a, a bit of space out there as well. Well, you're kicking games on form, mate. Maybe just sort out that golf game next day. Cheers for that, Davey. <laughs> can play, Dave Havili. That was probably his best one. I hope he can wrap out the Bledisloe Cup as well. But on Tuesday, we caught up with General Manager of Community Rugby, Stevie Lancaster, in a sweat as he announced a $7.5 million injection into clubs across the country. It was a big moment for the grassroots games and will hopefully lead to more opportunities for the teams like the Southern Bush Pigs. How good. In fact, the Bushies manager, Andrew James, wanted to thank the NZR for the opportunities I've already provided them. Yeah, thanks New Zealand Rugby for giving us that opportunity. Playing before an All Blacks game, unreal, you know. Yeah, the boys were just fizzed. It was just such an experience for the guys and um, to get to another final and get the job done again, it's great. All I can say for that is... <laughs> I love that. Redemption. One of, one of the great porkers you are. Here we go. Is, uh, another one this weekend, Kendra Coxedge. Legend, legend, Kendra. I really hope you go out there and play extremely well, my friend. You'll be remembered for a long time. We'll play our 100th and final game for Canterbury when they go up against Auckland in the Farrah Palmer Cup. Her teammate, Alana Bremner. Explain to us just how much Kendra means, not only to Canterbury Rugby, to the women's game in general. We've got a pretty special 100th with Kendra Coxedge, which is something, you know, I don't think she thought would have happened a couple of years ago. So to be able to get that is huge. And she's the kind of player that, you know, our game is better off because of her. So we're pretty lucky to have her um, on the red and black jersey for so long. Yes, I wrote a few uh, a few words for her, and uh, I'll just say a couple of things. Yeah, honestly, thank you so much for what you've done to the game, Kendra. Obviously, this is one chapter going to close and put a full stop to. The next one is the World Cup come October the eighth. So go well, my friend. Go Everyone well. in Taranaki is proud of you, Kendra. That's all mm. I'll say. Yesterday we spoke with superstar free skier James Woods. James Woods, who is in the country competing in the New Zealand Winter Games. James has been very impressed with how Kiwi athletes have been performing on the world stage and reckons our toughness has a lot to do with it. I see that it's like a Kiwi point of honour that, you know, you're kind of rough and ready and you're ready to rock. Like everyone's sort of mucking in and getting it done. And I, and I feel like that's the Kiwi mentality. Well, how good was he? He, he's, he should be in a movie, that guy. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got here's the name. Me thinking, here's me thinking the shredder had been shredding up the D floor all night, but no, that's just his husky voice. How good was it? So good to have James Woods on, legend. Uh, our toast of the week has to go to a man who is the definition of what it means to be more than an athlete. Marcus Daniel has been connecting other sports people with charities through his organisation, High Impact Athletes. He spoke to us about why looking out for others is so important. I first made a 1% pledge in, in 2016, and that completely changed the way that I thought about tennis and thought about my career because it meant that every day that I went out onto a practice court, and even more particularly every day that I went out onto a match court, the better I did 
it was great for myself. Like if I won a match, it was great for myself, but it was also now great for something so much bigger than myself. And that wider perspective on using my career to do good was just huge for me. More than an athlete. More than an athlete. Marcus Daniel, and that is a great new uh, part of our show. We're going to bring you every week. We're going to touch into, uh, connect with a lot of athletes around the globe, around New Zealand, that are doing some things outside of their chosen sport, helping others better themselves. And that was a great example to start off that campaign. So awesome work there. Well done. Beautifully said, Izzy. Uh, well done, Kempi. And a massive week and a massive shift by you, men, and everybody on double eight, double three, and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven this morning. Remembering the great life of Willie Lossay, thinking of the Lossay family. What a character! And of course, paying our respects to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. As so many of you will be around Aotearoa this weekend, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. SCNZ. We'll wrap it all up after this. We're nearly at 9am now and it's been a massive, massive morning with a lot to get through. A couple of texts before we catch up with Rick Dog for temper. Don't stop Frankie's horse, is he? Right, you've been warned. Is <laughs> Come, right? Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> uh, I'm over it. You wait, this is my spring. I'm going to get you paid, Marky boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I love the eternal optimism. Uh, Joey says, very sad about the Queen, great monarch, 96, great innings, pity about our black caps, couldn't get to 96 as we might have won the game. Thank you, Joey. Now, I'll put this one to Rick Dog, who's in for Smithy. Boys, is this going to be the Cape Town test for our ODI side? Really disappointed with the efforts last night, and when I did some research, the whole team's age is over 30. So we've got no new blood, new young blood getting to play with the big boys. Next game, we have to play Finnell and Ben Sears and Glenn Phillips. It's time to turn the page. I added that last bit. Cheers, Patty. Christchurch. Rick, yours. Yeah, well, I'm a, I, I do a Ricardo Reckons in place of the Smithy Sermon, and it's about exactly that today. Because um, the Australians are living rent-free in our head when it comes to cricket. <laughs> I mean, if there's any other team in the world, India, England, South Africa, whoever you want to name, Pakistan, if we have them 5 for 44, we're not losing that England game. are our bunnies. You know, but if uh, we India. have England at 5 for 44, we're not losing that. We, we, some, we somehow found a way to lose these two games when we have the, the, the top, Aussie top order back in the sheds. Were you going to say an, an exorcism, Kimpy? <laughs> well, that's not a bad no. idea. <laughs> but do we need to blood some new players? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't think that hurts, Kimpy, but I, I think you, the, we, haven't, we haven't won over there since 2009, so it's not this group of players. This is a, a mental block. You know how teams go to Eden Park and can't win because it's Eden Park, or teams go and play the All Blacks and they can't win because it's the All Blacks. They have the mental block. It's the same with our cricketers in Australia. Well, the, what, what kind of block does Finchie have? Does he stay on? Mate, he doesn't have any sort of block. It goes straight through. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't, mate. Honestly, he's under so much pressure. But getting a result, does that help him uh, carry on and and, and stay as captain of of the Aussie team? Well, you got to say, I mean, he took, how many catches did he take? Oh, three or four? yeah, but like... Well, tactically, you the field, but yeah, he needs to find some form real soon. Tactically, sure, some of the dismissals. Kane Williamson said it, S-O-F-T. You're soft. Soft. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, mate, because I mean, where do they go with the captaincy? I know Dave Warner is part of his whole, <laughs> I've signed for two years for the BBL, is, taking, is talking about overturning his captaincy ban, so... Mate... 
Oh, uh, tell, tell him, mate, he doesn't have to serve it till next year. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Redemption Anything's, Anything's possible, lads. Hey, appreciate it, Rick Dog. Have a good show. And, and yeah, awesome show today. Reflecting on Willie Losse and our Queen Elizabeth II. Appreciate all your messages coming through. Take care, look after yourselves, have some fun, and tell someone you love them. Enjoy. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91